You're listening to the Football Roundup Show, brought to you by no one. Yep, you heard me there, no one, unfortunately. But if you do want to sponsor us, make sure you email us at brainobusiness at gmail.com. In today's episode, we're going to talk, uh, highlight basically, uh, the Wambasaka uh, United move, uh, Pogba especially, well, the whole United uh, scene, what's going on with Pogba uh, making more signings and Wambasaka. Um We'll talk about Arsenal and their move for Zahar, which is pretty interesting seeing as I am an Arsenal fan. I will talk about that with a bit more depth. And um, talking about Spurs, as much as I hate them, we have to talk about uh, a recent potential signing that they probably have. Uh, they will have to confirm soon. And uh, something about Inter Milan, which will be uh, interesting to talk about. Before we get into all of that, make sure you check out all the other um, podcasts, shows on the Braino Podcast Network, the links, and there will be a social media slide now. Um, the links will be in the description for whether you watch it on Braino, uh, on the Apple Podcast, or on YouTube. It's been a while since our last Football Roundup episode. Uh, I think that's mainly due to me changing the show for a while to NFL Mayhem before... I changed it once again due to the Champions League when I watched uh, especially the Liverpool game and Tottenham game. Uh, I, I just thought, I want it back to Football Roundup. Football is, I, I've known about it and supported uh, football, known about it, talked about football for a long time now, I think for 10 years at least. Not publicly talked, but you know, with friends and stuff for about 10 years. So I thought, I, I want to bring it back, you know. I love talking about it. I have, uh, I always have a um, an opinion that some people don't like, but which we will get into later on. Without further ado, let's get into this. I think for the next month or so, we'll be probably talking about transfers in the Premier League and outside the Premier League if anything uh, interesting happens. Mainly probably with Real Madrid because I'm assuming they're going to make a few more signings and potentially a huge signing with Mbappe but we'll see how that goes uh, anyway mainly today is going to be the uh, Premier League because a lot of things have happened a lot of news and uh, signings have happened in the Premier League this season uh, uh, this week first of all Wan-Bissaka um, he's been confirmed to move to Manchester United for a fee of 50, pound, uh, 50 million pounds uh, I think very good deal for Manchester United they've been struggling a lot in, in, especially in defence uh, I think Chris Smalling Lindelof has been alright but Chris Smalling hasn't stepped up Wan-Bissaka he is the type of player that uh, is really good on uh, in defence he likes to tackle uh, he intercepts quite a lot his average tackles per game was 3.7 and interceptions of 2.4 I think, not just me, but I think main, uh, all United fans have seen that Ashley Young is getting a bit too old and not stepping up to the occasion when you need him. He's, he's, he's not, I don't think he's the type of player that will help United, which they should be, getting into the Champions League, potentially contending to win the Champions League, which they haven't for a very long time. The deal is £45 million uh, up front, which makes it the cl- a club's fifth biggest signing behind Paul Pogba, Lukaku, Di Maria and Fred. He's uh, 
said it's said to be a five-year contract that will earn him up to 80,000 a week for which is amazing for this 21 year old prospect who I think he could go very far um, as I mentioned before he's amazing on uh, on defense he likes to tackle uh, I mentioned his ta tackling stats he likes to dribble uh, likes to play short passes is that um, passing success rate was 73% and uh, averaged 1.7 dribbles per game. In all, I think he suits very, very well for that Manchester United squad, seeing as now Ole Gunnar he's trying to... Uh, what's the word? He's trying to bring in more attacking, playing football, but also at the same time with player like Wambasaka, not only has he got really good passing and dribbling, he can defend and uh, when you need him he can come back on defence, good at tackling, like I mentioned already, can intercept. He's that type of player that you need on a squad that for Manchester United who's missing a good right back. I think there will be a bit of controversy with Ashley Young, seeing as he probably wants to, he's probably going to want to start. There may be some arguments there. We'll see how it goes. There's already arguments uh, with Pogba wanting to leave, which, speaking of which, he's planning to uh, meet with Ole Gunnar to push a uh, move from Manchester United. His likely targets and his likely move is probably going to be Juventus, going back to Juventus, where he played an amazing, had an amazing three, two or three years, can't exactly remember. Um, or there is a chance he could go to Real Madrid, although I think with Real Madrid they are probably going to sign Ericsson, who apparently him and his family have already gone house hunting. That's something to talk about later on in the podcast. Anyway, as I was saying with Wambasaka, he is an amazing player. He fits perfectly for Manchester United. Everything is right about him. He has so much uh, potential in the future. At 21 years old only, um, he didn't have a, well, him and the whole uh, under 21 England squad didn't have a very good European Championship. They got, I think, they got knocked out of the group stage or however it works there. But I've, all in all, in the Premier League, he's been absolutely amazing, and I hope to see him do very well in the future with Manchester United. He'll probably link up very well with. Lingard I'm assuming on that right wing position unless Manchester United decide that they need to bring in a new right wing or a backup right wing because Lingard when he's injured you don't exactly have anyone not useful but efficient at the right wing position and to ex for Wan-Bissaka to excel he needs someone on that right wing position so he can pass either to the right winger or try and cross it into the uh, middle you know we'll see, we'll see how it goes because uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, um he might change up his game plan we'll see how that goes on the topic of Manchester United um, Ed Woodward the chairman is planning to bring in uh, more signings for the long-term vision which I think I think it's the first time I've heard Edward would set a step up to say anything of recent uh, in terms of transfers because then there is a bit of a controversy saying he's not a very good uh, chairman not helping out the club uh, ever since Alex Ferguson left 
I mean, in general, I think the players, especially Pogba, has been a quite a big problem. Not in terms of the way he plays, but because he's a not being used efficiently. Because the past two or three managers, three now, David Moyes, Louis Van Gaal, and Jose Mourinho have are all both defensive-minded coaches, who which doesn't work for Pogba seeing as he's a sort of attacking midfielder, uh, midfielding sort of player that likes to attack. For Pogba this season, he scored 13 goals, although I think uh, around 10 of them, I think, were ever since Ole Gunnar joined by the beginning of the season, uh, beginning of the time when he joined, when uh, Manchester United won a, like, 14 wins, 2 draws, 1 loss, or something like that, something ridiculous like that. Which Ole Gunnar was, uh, I, I was confused how he did that because he didn't have a very good um, season with, or I don't, I don't think it was a full season with Cardiff. But for, as soon as he joined Manchester United, something clicked. I think it was just the mood. Everyone wants, wanted a new manager, and Ole Gunnar was that clear manager that needed to fill in um, Mourinho's shoes. He averaged 1.6 key passes, giving him 9 assists per, um, for this whole season, averaged 4.7 long balls per game, and had an 82.8% pass success rate. As I mentioned before, he is an attacking-minded player, and because of the way he plays, um, meaning he likes to play uh, the ball off the ground often, uh, likes to do layoffs and play long balls, Mourinho and Louis van Gaal they weren't the right coaches for that because they were defensive minded meaning none of these long balls etc etc to try and uh, boost attacking mentality. I think it would be nice to see him back in Juventus uh, playing us alongside De Ligt, making those long balls and long passes to Ronaldo. I, I mean I with that team unless Real Madrid do sign Mbappe I can see Juventus winning the Champions League this season. Moving on from the topic of Manchester United, we go to Arsenal and uh, Wilfred Zaha. The Daily Mail have confirmed that Crystal Palace have put a price tag of £100 million. I'm speechless. I think that is ridiculous for Wilfred Zaha, 26 years old, who didn't have a very good season uh, when he played for Manchester United. This season, only scoring 10 goals and getting 5 assists, and you want to put a price tag of £100 million on him. Now I understand from what the Daily Mail have said is that Crystal Palace don't exactly want to sell two of their young, well, young and uh, important players in one season which I understand that but putting a hundred million on him is for, for Arsenal fans especially is ridiculous we're definitely not going to afford that seeing as we only have 45 million pounds in our budget but I think Arsenal have been uh, have said to um, place an offer for probably around 50 million 
I think with a 50 million bid, if Crystal Palace were to accept it, this gives them more than 100 million in their transfer budget. What I, what I can say from this is, from then on, you could sign, you could replace those two, a right back and um, Wilfred Zahara, uh, left wing striker sort of. I, I don't see why you wouldn't accept it. a fi 15, 50 million or 70 million bid for Zahar, I think that that would be, for an Arsenal fan, I think that would be reasonable. Obviously, we probably won't be able to afford it unless Stan Kroenke does give us some money. But then again, we did not make the uh, Champions League and we did lose in the Europa League final, so 45 million. I mean, it's the most we can probably get unless, as I said, Stan Kroenke does give us some money. In general, in terms of uh, the way Zahar plays, he likes to dribble, likes to tackle, uh, he commits fouls quite often. He, As I said, he plays at the left wing position, which for Arsenal, uh, they haven't exactly had one. Aubameyang, he has played there a few times, but he's mainly better in the striker position alongside Lacazette. Then in the left wing, we've had a Wobi, but I think he, at the moment, he's... He still needs to develop a bit more. He's not consistent with the way he plays. He plays really well, but he's not consistent with how well he plays all the time. I think Wilfred Zahar, he's the perfect fit for our left wing position. When I said in the beginning of the video about a controversial opinion, um, I meant something about Arsenal. And I mentioned about me just a second ago about his left wing position, blah, blah, blah. But what I was going to say is that I would, if if it's needed, and I mean, I, w I would probably, if there was a reasonable bid, which Manchester United potentially are planning to put in a 70 million bid, I would sell it. Now, the, player, the people that I'd have talked to have gotten quite mad at me and com uh, complaining that I don't know football, I must be chatting shit and things like that. But hear me out for my reasons. Abamiak. Yes, yeah, congratulations, you did win the golden boot of this season. But, and uh, my uh, Cripple 2 as well, he mentioned how he was the top six, uh, sixth best scorer in the league, uh, in this, uh, the whole world, in football, something like that. Anyway, the reason why I would sell Abamiak. And I think he's really, really, okay, not really, really, but he is quite an overrated player. I'm not going to deny, he is, he has got really good talent. He can be um, quite, quite a useful striker, depending where you play him. But for Arsenal, I think he's been really, really overrated. And he, I think he, his performances have been poor. You can argue, yes, he has scored 22 goals this season, won the Golden Boot. Two things about the Golden Boot thing. One, he was joint with Salah and Mane, which does tell you something. And two, the fact that he needed to score those last two goals to get the Golden Boot against Burnley. Now, moving on to my main point, is that he only ever scored, okay, not only, 
but he mostly scored when we're in the Premier League because we can take out the Europa League. He was he had an amazing performance in the Europa League, got uh, helping us getting into the final with Lacazette. But in the Premier League, where we needed to finish top four, he did not step up. Here on your screen, if you're watching through YouTube, I will show you a list of fi uh, fixtures in which he played him. In those fixtures, within those fi fixtures, he either scored against teams that are in um, uh, teams like Burnley, Fulham, uh, Brighton, you know, teams that aren't, you know, uh, mid-table mid slash uh, top six level. And I will also show you, right now, all the fixtures when we play against top six sides. In not any of those fixtures, apart from Tottenham, which I will give him credit for, he did not step up to the occasion. And the game I watched, especially the one, um, it was 5-1 when we Arsenal lost to Liverpool 5-1 at their own home. He was not there at all. He was wandering about. Ain Ainsley Maitland-Niles had to score for him. As a striker, you're supposed to be scoring. You're supposed to be there to help your team to um, on the attack. In against Manchester City, Chelsea, um, the second game against Tottenham when he uh, missed his penalty. Chelsea, uh, I think I, I think I mentioned Chelsea. Um, Manchester United. You know he wasn't there. And for me, if I was to be a manager, that is unacceptable. I need a player that can step up, not just against teams like Brighton, Burnley, Fulham, etc. But I need a player that can step up in the games against big clubs, you know, Champions League clubs, just like um, Manchester, well, Manchester United, not very much this season, but teams like um, Manchester City. Tottenham, Liverpool. We drew to Liverpool 1-1, but that was mainly because Lacazette was the one who had to step up in the last few minutes. And you, you can give me all the hate you want in the comments, whatever you want to do, but I, as a manager, if I was to be a manager, would believe, I believe that I don't want a player like Aubameyang, who can't step up to the occasion when you need him. Because every single one of those games, he would walk around the pitch. Um, and worst thing about these games is that if he was to get the ball, he missed the most wide open goal uh, shots. You know, shots that any striker should have made. And most of the time, in those games against Liverpool, against Manchester City, he wasn't there, and he didn't score those goals. I remember in the um, second game of the season against Chelsea, when we lost 3-2, he had well, he had what, two opportunities, I think, Mkhitaryan had one, where the goal was wide open. Both of them missed all of their shots, which potentially could have made uh, helped us win 4-2 at least. And you, and, you, and, you get, and you people get so annoyed, especially Cripple too, when I talk to him about it. How I um, chat so much shit that, oh, why would you ever sell a golden boot winner, top six scorer, blah, blah, blah. But you look at what I said 
And why is a world-class striker who has played for uh, in the Bundesliga hasn't won um, the Bundesliga with Borussia Dortmund, but was a, had a really good performance? Why isn't a player like him stepping up to the occasion? Why is he missing wide-open shots that even a Sunday League football player would probably make? Think about that. Moving on from my rant about Arsenal and Bamiang, um, we go to Inter Milan, or more Manchester United talk, um, of Inter potentially selling um, former West Ham loanee João Mario and uh, their defender Dalbert for a combined £40 million to fund um, the signing of Lukaku. Now, Lukaku, Lukaku this season at 26 years old uh, scored 12 goals, averaged 1.7 shots per game. Uh, he had that amazing game against um, PSG when they. Um, it, it was a miracle that they actually went through against PSG. Although you could argue Neymar wasn't there, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, um, I think Lukaku would be the perfect signing for um, Inter. He would potentially work alongside Antonio Conte, uh, not Antonio Conte, sorry, well, with, with Antonio Conte, but alongside um, Icardi uh, at the f- forward position, potentially going with a 4-4-2 or any, uh, any formation that involves two strikers. Uh, Antonio Conte, who's been, uh, as soon as joining uh, Inter Milan as their manager, he is making he's making signings. He's you know talking uh, of making huge signings. I think he can do something really well, especially with his season against with, with Chelsea when he won the Premier League. All of that, I think he and he wanted to go back to Italy because that's where he is from. Um, I think that's the perfect place for him. I think Inter could do very well. Uh, I'm pretty sure they are in the Champions League. I will check that later on, though. Um, I think in the Champions League, they'd definitely go past the round of 16. I think they could get into the quarterfinals, but we'll see from then on. In terms of how Lukaku likes to play, um, he likes to do layoffs and uh, does not dive into tackles, which fits perfectly for Inter's non-aggressive on-defense play. And how Inter Milan loved, well, no, I wouldn't say love, but um, they like to attack through the middle, which I, I hope all the best for um, Lukaku if he does make that um, move to it, it, Italy and Inter. I think Inter, with Manchester United of recent, not only hasn't he been amazing, but he's his position has been taken over by an amazing Marcus Rashford which for a player like Lukaku who's got loads of talent he's I think it's a good move that he goes to um, goes to Inter Milan which leads me back to what I was saying earlier about Aubameyang potentially moving to Manchester United for 70 million I don't think he will be worth I mean he is worth more uh, less than 70 million but Arsenal might want to keep him and um and potentially put up a bigger price tag for him. You will see how that goes. Final important slash um, main headline in terms of transfers 
um, is going back to the north, uh, second North London team of Spurs, who were uh, holding further talks with Leon over a transfer for Tanguy and Dombele. Uh, they've already reached an agreement of £70 million uh, with no bonuses, but I think they need to you know, do the medicals, contract talks, you know, just to confirm everything. I think it'll probably be confirmed at some point this week. Um, anyway, we'll see how that goes. In terms of the way Ta um, Tanguy Ndombele plays, he uh, has he's an amazing dribbler. He averaged 4.6 dribbles per 90 uh, with 82% completed. 10.8 final third passes per 90 with an 84% um, completion. He's defensively weak, but I don't think that will be a huge um, problem for Tottenham because of um, their centre-backs, Alderweireld and Vertonghen. He is probably fit for Tottenham's centre-mid requirements, especially after Dembele, um, Moussa Dembele's departure. In terms of the way he played to help Tottenham, uh, he was proficient at carrying the ball, uh, he linked the defence to attack and uh, maintain possession, uh, and his dribbling and physicality allowed him to break an opposition press without relying on passing, which if we link back to Tangri Dembele, he was an amazing dribbler, which um, uh, Dembele is, uh, his passing was really good. His defending isn't as well, but as I already mentioned before, you've got Sissoko as well who can um, help on the defending end. Although, you, <laughs> going back to the Champions League final, that, that his defending didn't help. But the Belgian pair of Toby Alderweireld and Vertonghen are gonna, probably going to help uh, to clean up for Tangri Ndombele's mess. Well, not mess, but we'll see how his defending goes. But you never know, he might improve on defence um, with a better coaching system around Maurizio Pochettino and his uh, backroom staff. Staying on the topic of Tottenham, um, the Daily Mail have said that uh, Tottenham have, in a way, uh, offered Christian Eriksen to Real Madrid as their uh, chairman. General Manager uh, Daniel Levi looks to cash in on a £63 million um, pound deal which will help to provide funds for Maurizio Pochettino uh, to potentially make more signings or to basically um, get back the money for uh, bringing in Tangui Undembele. This section of the show will basically be talking about transfer rumours which first I want to talk about Bruno Fernandes who's had a lot of talk of um, moving, well he wants to move back, to, uh, move to the Premier League and there's been talk for, um, to moving to either United, Liverpool or Tottenham. Bruno Fernandes is an amazing central midfielder uh, for sporting. I think it would be perfect for him to move to the Premier League, the best um, football league in the world. It will help him develop his talents. I'd love to see him in Liverpool working with Wijnaldum and probably Henderson. Uh, for Tottenham, he'd probably work with Ndombele, but I don't think they'll be able to afford Bruno Fernandes. And Manchester United, he would replace probably Pogba because he's. I think he's definitely leaving this summer. 
uh, he'd replace Pogba and help that Manchester United squad. Next rumor is uh, just came just come in that Barcelona are potentially trying to make a swap deal with Felipe Coutinho to, um, to PSG for Neymar, who's already said that he would love to come back to um, Barcelona. Although there's been loads of memes and um, funny clips of basically um, him leaving PSG trying to win a Champions League but that hasn't worked out etc etc when he was playing with Barcelona and Messi I think it was an amazing combination especially with Suarez as well that big three uh, I think it was MSN I think that's how it was uh, how they were called and I'd love to see them back together Felipe Coutinho he didn't have a very good season at Barcelona the best thing for him is to leave Spain I think PSG I think they could do very well for him or going back to the Premier League potentially because there has been talk of him going to Liverpool back to Liverpool again although I don't think he would fit there seeing as they've already replaced him with Sadio Mane and Salah however there has been uh, leads on to my second rumor that there was talk of um, a uh, Marco Asensio being in a swap deal with Sadio Mane for Sadio Mane. I think I don't think it's just going to be Asensio, but Asensio and one other player, which I don't think it's worth it uh, losing Sadio Mane, an amazing world-class um, uh, winger who played amazingly this whole season, won the Golden Boot with 22 goals. It would be. A huge huge loss for Liverpool if they were to le uh, let go of Sadio Mane. I think it could potentially ruin his career as well seeing as he loved, uh, he, I think he still loves to play at Liverpool uh, especially after them winning the Champions League and just narrowly lo uh, losing to win the uh, Premier League. I don't want him to, uh, to go to Real Madrid. I think they should keep all their players They've already made a new signing for uh, two youngsters, I think, can't exactly remember their names, but I will bring that to you in the description. There was also talks earlier, uh, especially after Griezmann announced that he wanted to leave um, Atletico Madrid this season. Um, Barcelona have now come back the, saying that they want to match his release clause of 85 million to sign Antoine Griezmann. Unless they sell Suarez or they want to work some sort of uh, two striker at the front, 4-2-4 uh, formation, something like that, I don't think Antoine Griezmann is right for them because he, he definitely doesn't want to play off the bench and nor does Suarez. Final uh, mentioning about transfer rumours is the uh, Adri Ad Adrien Rabiot who had an amazing uh, World Cup and also um, a decent season at PSG. Uh, I think he's set for a move to Juventus. He is being let go on a free transfer and has also been confirmed to potentially be the uh, second highest paid Serie A player, which for Rabiot, I think that's perfect. Uh, at the age of 24, he's got a lot. In, uh, he's got a lot of potential. Uh, amazing central midfielder, and I'd love to see how well he does in Juventus. Because 
at this rate, I think Juventus are trying to build a dream squad. They're, I think they're definitely eyeing a um, Champions League uh, trophy, especially after their poor performance in the Champions League this season, getting knocked out by Juventus Ajax. They definitely need to build a squad worthy enough to tear up the Champions League the Serie A, which they already do because they've won, I think it's their eighth consecutive Serie A title. And overall, I think with this squad, they're def they're def they have to win the Champions League. That's all from me today on the Football Roundup Show. Thank you very much for watching or listening. Make sure you check out the Bro You Know podcast and many more shows from the Bro You Know uh, network which will be on the me uh, social media slide here and on the uh, description from me see you next week